Hello and welcome to Design Untangled with me, Chris Mears and Carla Lindate. Hello. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Um, I had a deep tissue massage yesterday with this big northern bloke and he basically just punched the knots until they went away. So I'm feeling a bit fragile today. Oh, oh wow. That sounds painful. But I've got some knots in my back that have been there probably like 25 years, so they needed a good punching. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, sometimes it's better or worse to have massage like that. When I have massages, I normally say, "Can I just do like not too strong?" Because because then otherwise I'm sore afterwards. But anyway, maybe you just need a number of them, right? Yeah, I think the soreness is a sign that it's actually done some good. Like I don't like having massages where. It's just like someone tickling you for an hour. Well, I do like that. But then afterwards, you're like, what was the point? Because you still can't walk properly. <laughs> we have um, very cheap or free massages at work. And mm-hmm. every time you go, they ask you what kind of type of massage you want and whether you want it like, you know, with a lot of pressure or less pressure. So you can try different things. So that's r- really good Google perk. Is it just sitting in a chair or like full on? No, it's a proper like, it's a, it looks like a spa. It, it right. even has the music and they're professional like people who are there. They're normally quite booked out and they have it in all the Google offices. So it's, it's really cool. I love massages. I'm, I'm getting them all the time. So it's not just like some developers in a room with some well music? No. Selling massages? <laughs> No, 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 it's proper. They also have like chair massages in the same place. But yeah, they're proper, proper massage and they're heavily subsidized. So quite cheap. Yeah, that's pretty good. I used an app, which is, I won't name drop it, but it's kind of like Uber. So you just sort of say, I want a massage and book someone. They show up, which is pretty cool. Mm, That's really good. How long did you have to wait? Uh, Well, they had appointments like within half an hour or something. Wow. So... We're not talking about massages today. (laughs) (laughs) That's burns like 20% of the show just talking about that. Um, We're talking about introverts. Now, would you say that you're an introvert or an extrovert? Oh, definitely an introvert. You reckon? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people would say, people who I know say that I'm not an introvert. But I actually am, I think, like an introvert. I it, it, it does take me, like, I have to work really hard to be, you know, outgoing. And like before I speak or something and say something in a meeting or something, I, you know, I get really nervous. I prefer it when I am on my own. Um, growing up as well, I was just always reading books and not being really sociable. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really hated being, like, popular. Really, <laughs> such a grind, isn't it? <laughs> oh God, it's so painful. Whereas my brother, for example, he was like so outgoing and funny, and he was always. I actually love hanging out with extroverts because I don't have to worry about saying much. You just let them, like you know, it's less stressful because they they can just run the show. Yeah, exactly. I guess a good place to start is just to describe the basic difference. So there's obviously different flavors of introverts and extroverts, but seems to be like the most common definition is an introvert, someone that kind of recharges their batteries from being alone, whereas an extrovert likes the opposite. They need stimulation and kind of social contact to feel energized. 
Mm-hmm. So that's why you get the typical sort of scenes of the introvert, you know, sat with a book or whatever at home and the extroverts like giving massages to everyone at parties. <laughs> like they don't even give a shit. But yeah, that seems to be the most common definition. And then there's kind of sub bits to it. So like you say, introverts tend to prefer thinking before they speak potentially they like focusing on one thing like really deeply rather than jumping around yeah and I guess you could jump between one and the other sometimes and some people could do that could be you know many for example parts of in in some parts of their lives they could be more of an introvert and then maybe jumping to be an, uh, an extrovert as well yeah, I definitely think it's quite fluid. Mm. I guess like, well, I mean, people might be wondering, why is this relevant for a, a designer? That is a good question. Why <laughs> Why is most of this episode being relevant to a designer? <laughs> well, I think there's a couple of reasons, right? So design thinking and design processes, they all involve essentially a lot of people interaction because you're designing for people and you have to sell your ideas to people as well. So it can be quite challenging, I think, if you are an introvert to deliver UX and research and design because a lot of the expectation is that you're going to be able to stand in front of groups of people and spiel off a big presentation about why you've done certain designs. Or if you're in the research realm, you know, you're actually going to have to talk to people um and if that's in a group kind of research scenario that might be quite overwhelming potentially yeah so yeah something I wanted a topic I wanted to talk about because I think I don't know this is just anecdotal but it does seem like a lot of UX people do tend to be introverts from Mm. just my own experience yeah that is true I mean it's also um challenging when you're an introvert especially in the design world where you have to be a bit of a you know consultant as well and selling an idea and giving mm-hmm. recommendations and obviously that confidence doesn't necessarily relate directly with being an introvert and an extrovert but um if you're not comfortable with those kind of like situations it makes it really really hard and I can tell you from my own experience I was also thinking that but at the same time the positives about that is when you start managing people, for example, um, when you're an introvert, you more likely to like try to avoid the center of attention, yeah. um, which is good sometimes if you're managing people because it means that you create that environment for them to actually take ownership of the work and going mm-hmm. and presenting, and then you basically facilitate that process. And I, I am guilty if that's if that's a guilt, but I am guilty of that. When I was working before um, in the consultancy world and used to manage people, I actually was very happy in working in a team because I could, by one-on-one, provide direction and one-on-one in a more like kind of um, environment where I don't have to be the center of attention, I could do all of that, but then allow my team to actually go and do the presenting and, and then I could feel safer if that yep. makes sense. So it is a, It is also a positive, um, and it's being demanded that, you know, introverts are, that some introverts are better managers than extroverts. 
because I don't want to take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yeah, there are lots of quite famous introverts who have been pretty successful, like Bill Gates, one of them, Einstein, Rosa Parks, Warren Buffett. He's uh, a famous investor, if you haven't heard of him, um, the most famous investor. So mm. it's not like because you're an introvert, you can't be super successful and run a company like massive companies with thousands of people. There are ways to do it in your own style, I think. Yeah. And uh, some of the issues that came up, it struck me, were quite similar to what you were talking about in your last episode. Like a lot of the in problems women seem to have and underrepresented groups actually in some settings seems to be similar to introverts, like people talking over the top of them or being ignored or that sort of stuff. So I found that quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's the thing. And that's what I was saying before. It all depends on the situation as well, how comfortable you are with a team or your environment, you could be more of an introvert than an extrovert. But definitely your lack of confidence or, you know, um, there are certain environments. I've actually experienced it myself. Like when, before I joined Google, I was super confident and knew exactly what I was doing. You know, like I could get into a meeting and just say what I thought. Um, yeah. When I started at Google, it was really, it was really hard, you know, difficult company you know lots of very smart people and also I had a learning curve about learning about you know marketing and data etc and you be I became I kind of went back for, fell back into my introvert self um and you know I, I was really shy like not saying much like kind of like hiding a little bit from the situation Mm -hmm. because I wasn't comfortable um and I think yeah so related to what um this these people were saying in the previous episode you just you know finding those environments when you feel more confident about yourself and repeating why you are good at something and thinking that you're there because they want you to be there and there you have to something to say is something that you have to keep working throughout your life even if you think you've already mastered it situations can change and and you, you can land in an environment where you don't feel as comfortable, so you have to keep working on it. Yeah, exactly. And I think the environment thing's quite key because a lot of places are open plan now, which is not ideal introvert territory typically. Mm. So if you do need to kind of regroup your thoughts, luckily a lot of places have little breakout areas and stuff or you can grab a coffee, whatever it is. The important thing, I think, is to feel comfortable in your environment and that will allow you to think more clearly. And one of the traits of introverts is they do like to sort of think about problems before speaking a lot of the time. Mm. So if that's something you need to do to do your work effectively, then do that. If you've got a manager, you need to tell them that's how you need to work. Presumably they're there to support you most of the time. Or, you know, just do things in smaller groups as well is another tactic. So a lot yeah. of introverts will be more comfortable with, you know, groups of one or two people potentially. So see if there's ways you can work in that kind of format. Yeah, and I guess it's like it's like a muscle as well. You can actually train yourself to expose yourself a little bit more and slowly, slowly find in environments where you're more comfortable to do it. So, so um, you know, if you just want to like test some of the ideas you come up with got to a smaller group but maybe if you want to do like a design review or get feedback from a number of people then you invite 
few people from other teams to get feedback from them and have conversations. So slowly kind of trying to, you know, train yourself and put yourself in those situations as well. Because unfortunately, um, this world, and you might disagree with me, but this world kind of promotes um, extrovert behavior. Like yep. it's like if you won't get a promotion um, in a big company unless you really shout about it. And it doesn't mean you need to become annoying and joking <laughs> all the time, but you do need to talk about yourself. You need to be kept comfortable, like going and having that difficult conversation. Um, you need to force yourself into those situations, especially with, you know, now there is an expectation that designers and like in other, in other professions as well, that you need to put yourself out there and talk and, you know, um, do keynotes and stuff like that. And so you need to find what's suitable for you. I actually think that, for example, this podcast for me has helped me a lot because I kind of don't think anyone apart from you is listening to me. And I don't really, I'm not okay well, with you. I'm only you. about half listening anyway. <laughs> yeah, you never listen anyway. <laughs> but it, it I, I mean, it's something you can create, like you can do your own podcast. So you can, you know, start like finding ways where, you can cr like create more of these behaviors because unfortunately this society kind of pushes you to be like that. Mm -hmm. It's a bit weird actually. Do you remember when we were doing the first episodes of this and we just had to get ourselves drunk to get free and it, <laughs> it was still super boring, but now we talk to like we're thousands still boring. of, li still boring, but <laughs> someone's listening for some reason, but now we talk to basically thousands of listeners mm. um it's not really an issue to just go and chat to people on all the different interviews we've done so yeah for you know I wouldn't say I'm a complete introvert but I probably lean that way so for two introverts to put out a podcast that's going out to thousands of people know. you know it is just practicing that muscle like you say and mm -hmm. it's not really a big deal now completely exactly. sober well partially sober <laughs> Another angle that I thought about in terms of introverts is when you either run in a workshop or, you know, run in an ideation session with your team or, you know, like trying to come up with the, like trying to get people to come up with ideas in a group environment. Um, it is normally that the, you know, the idea of the loudest person in the room is the, or the boss sometimes is the one that kind of, you know, um, everyone agrees with um, because introverts are not necessarily, you know, comfortable or putting their ideas forward uh, if, you know, if they find lots of extroverts around them. I, I just said it at the beginning, like, I actually love having extroverts around me because it doesn't mean, I don't, you know, I don't have to make any effort. Um, but if you think about if you're in a workshop and you're facilitating a workshop, they are so things like the crazy eggs, for example, encourage individual thinking first and writing lots of ideas, for example, and then kind of presenting your ideas to the group. So it's still encouraging like individual thinking. Yeah. And recently I tested, um, I used brain writing. I don't know if you used that in the past, but it's actually a very good technique to get uh, in a very silent way it's actually very quiet it's a, it's a way of brainstorming that allows everyone to put the ideas forward so you basically take a piece of paper and you can google it it's everywhere brain writing but you basically take a piece of paper and divide 
and the piece of paper into the number of participants you want to you basically have in your team and your groups and yep. then um you can come up with you know uh, people can come up from up from one to up to three or four ideas you can customize it and the idea of it is that people have like let's say five minutes to write down two or three ideas and then they pass it over to the next person on the right one they're once they're done and that person then reads these ideas and has uh, you know more space to write down either a new idea inspired by the other person's idea or just a, a complementing or, or improving the idea that they just wrote yeah it sounds more complicated than it is i'm making it sound more complicated than it is but it's actually a very very good way i actually got really good feedback because everyone can input their ideas and at the end what you do is like whoever's got whatever piece of paper needs to decide which one are the best ideas and then do an open discussion about it so it means mm-hmm. that you're if you're an introvert and you really want to communicate your idea then you have time to write it down and then you obviously have the possibility of you know get your idea to be considered in that group environment so that's that is a very very good re- technique i really recommend it Cool. And I think as a facilitator as well, an introvert facilitator, there's value in doing those exercises towards the start of the workshop where it is a bit more kind of quiet individual time because it allows you to warm up to the crowd a little bit, I suppose, without just jumping in straight to a massive open discussion, which can be quite challenging. Yeah. And and those kind of warm up exercises as well, although they're occasionally a bit cheesy they're another way to (laughs) just familiarize yourself with the group and I think once you're over that initial barrier it's not quite as bad it's just when you're going into the complete unknown you don't know anyone in there you've never said a word to them it can be quite stressful I think so yeah there are definitely ways you can warm up yourself into the workshop as well as the participants yeah definitely I mean and also like being an introvert and having to run a lot of workshops I think for me the best thing is just to have a very very clear view of everything you're saying and what you're doing to the point I get very detailed but just make sure that you always know what activities you're going through you know what timings you have what you are going to ask people to do in a lot of detail so then you don't you never feel uncomfortable and obviously if things change that's fine but you you always have an idea of what's next um there's been situations in the past when I've run workshops without not much preparation and then you kind of get really stressed about okay what's next I don't know you know what if people don't like this you know like it and then you get re- yourself really stressed about it um because I don't have you know this magic improvisation <laughs> skill I need to make sure that I know exactly what I'm doing um yep. and I really recommend that that to do that if you're planning a workshop so what about public speaking so it's all the rage these days and there's definitely a big camp of people that think everyone should do it I have done it um to be honest I don't really find it that intimidating for some reason which is a bit weird um but lots of people obviously do I think it's like the biggest phobia people have after death or something Mm -hmm. um so someone I work with had quite a funny comment they identify as a kind of complete introvert but it's like what you were saying it's fine because the audience can't talk back to you so you don't have to make conversation so (laughs) (laughs) yes that's a good point
Have you dropped your phone again? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking time, Jesus. Yeah, so public speaking as an introvert, I think like anything, you're going to be nervous beforehand and you may never shake that. But yeah, bear in mind all the stuff we've talked about before. People are there because they want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And if you've prepared what you want to say enough, you know it like the back of your hands, it's going to be fine, I think, as long as you're talking about something you're passionate about, which is always the best kind of thing to talk about, like us yeah. with massages at the start. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, again, like like everything else that is a muscle, um, I absolutely hate public speaking. I think, you know, everyone thinks how stupid and ridiculous my accent is and everyone is going to be looking at you know the way I look and I get super distracted when I'm doing um, you know any kind of public speaking and I start like really getting super nervous but to be honest the best thing to do is just to practice like just I know is contradictory to an introvert behavior but if you find opportunities to put yourself out there and and just give it a go just do it because that's the only way you're going to get better um there is actually a really really good book (laughs) always recommend the book um it's called how to own the room Mm -hmm. actually the the author was at google um a few weeks ago and just to do like a a, a keynote about you know public speaking and it was um, it is amazing I also recommend the podcast their po- her podcast is really great it's targeted highly targeted to women but it could be for everyone else um, and she gives you very very practical um, techniques and things that you could do um, to improve your public speaking yeah but the best well the best the best um, advice is just you just have to do it like you have no more options that put yourself out there and do it and do it and do it again and and the more you do it the better you gotta you gotta get at it yeah so the other book to recommend i have one for once um is quiet by susan kane which kind of spun off the idea for this podcast um okay i know it's resonated with quite a lot of people that i've spoken to and there was an interesting bit in there about this parent and her kids and she was sending her kid to to like all these classes and stuff and she was basically just playing up and coming home miserable and rather than kind of seeing her as just being shy and oh you know why aren't you mingling with all your friends and all these activities she recognized her kid as an introvert and then that reframed kind of the behavior in that she needed time to winds down and regain that energy after the activities so by actually cutting down the amount of stuff she did like her behavior improved quite a lot mm-hmm. so That's really interesting. yeah it's that whole kind of extrovert society thing we were talking about the perception is you know if you're not doing loads of things loads of activities loads of classes there's something wrong with you but you might still enjoy those classes but you just need to do them in your own way and you need time to recover after them and that sort of stuff yeah that's really good I mean by all means I'm not saying and I don't think we are saying that you should stop collaboration it's more like you can if you feel more comfortable coming up with an ideas with ideas on your own do it and then bring it back to the team 
but and don't feel that you always have to put yourself you know into in uncomfortable situations um and you always need to be brainstorming you always need to be collaborating you can always have your own you know your own space um and and then being able to you know to work in the in the way that's more comfortable for you yep absolutely should we do a cheesy internet quiz okay okay, okay. go for it so are you more of an introvert or extrovert it sounds like you already know the answer to this. Um, after attending a large party or networking event, how do you feel? Tired and drained, even if I had fun, or energized and ready for more? I hate networking, so very energized. drained. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I really hate networking. <laughs> you've just you okay. So you've just met someone new. How would they describe you? Quiet, reserved, and calm, or outgoing, talkative, and friendly? I would say I don't know. That is a that is a funny one. I would say quiet um, and reserved, but I've been told different things, so I'm not sure. Maybe something some some is my perception, but someone might be other people's perception. But I think it would be more quiet and reserved. I'm going to override that because I have met you as a new person once upon a time, and I would say outgoing, talkative, and friendly. So we'll go with my answer. <laughs> Okay, you You need to vent about your day at work. What do you do? Call someone or text someone? Text someone. I don't know if that's fair because everyone texts everyone now. Nobody calls. Uh, You find yourself home alone for the afternoon. What's your reaction? Restless, you call up a friend to chat or thrilled, you finally got a few hours to yourself. Oh, I love being on my own. I have a few hours to myself. When it comes to small talk, do you dive in? I can always think of things to talk about or hesitate. It doesn't come naturally. I hesitate, especially if it's in English. But you're right in <laughs> Spanish. I'm all right in Spanish uh, and with Colombians, but in, in with the English people or in a foreign environment, I struggle. All right. You're more of an introvert. Oh. <laughs> that was worth the wait, wasn't it? well there we go bombshell to end on what did you have as a result uh yeah the same you see and i wouldn't think you're an introvert yeah well i think it depends like i said i probably am Mm. more in general but yeah in some situations like i just don't give a shit all right um so i think that's all we've got if you are an introvert just do things in the way that make you comfortable there's techniques and tricks that we've hopefully shared today that will help you be able to work collaboratively without you know getting too stressed out about it uh there are ways for you to succeed in an extrovert world and you know extroverts are all right as well so you can work with them if you want to yeah they're very handy very very <laughs> handy <laughs> all right Bye. Bye. See you next time. Search and subscribe to Design Untangled using your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. Follow us on the web at designuntangled.co.uk or on Twitter at Design Untangled. Become a better designer with online mentoring at uxmentor.me.